Louise McSharry on 2FM. The Robert Emmett Community Development Project is based in Dublin's southwest inner city, working at the grassroots with the community living in the area. One of the projects they started was an inner city beekeeping project, a chance for people to learn more about everything that bees do in nature and learn about hive management, which sounds very businesslike indeed. One of its beekeepers is Anthony Freeman, and he joins us now to talk about this. Hello, Anthony. How are you? How are you? I'm very well. I'm very excited because I'm interested in bees and I'm interested in this project. So yeah. maybe we should just start with the project. Tell me about the project and how you came to be involved in it. Well, the project I work for, Robert Emmett, the Community Development Agency, and uh, the, the girl who used to run a mora, and she started the Inner City Bee Project. It was only two hives, and, and then she, she was moving on, and she had no one to look after it, and she said to me, do you want to do it? And that's basically how I started. And you were already working with the bees? No, not really. You weren't? Not, not until that point, I was a tour guide, mainly, in Robert Emmett, and just involved in all the other community projects. Yeah. And tell me about those projects and about Robert Emmett. Wh- where did Robert Emmett come from and ha- what what other projects is, does it manage? Well, the the main reason it started was for an after-school project, yeah. for a safe place for kids to come for after-school to be fed and sports stuff. To, sure. And it's probably our uh, most important job is the after-school. In my opinion, the most important thing we have is in the after-school, which is in big trouble now. So really? there's a big push now to try to save it. Um, that there's a new funding scheme. The, uh, the funding schemes have changed. So there's a new funding scheme that any child of someone who's unemployed or low paid, they're not being funded anymore. And what we're being told to turn them away, which it's it's just a, a really it's an, an early sign for these children that they that that worthless or yeah. stuff like that. So that's our um, right now. That's our biggest worry now is what's going to happen today. Seventy five percent of our funding is going to be cut, and that's the same in all the after school clubs in. Dublin so thousands of children wow. are going to lose their places and, and it's so it very would, important places for yeah. the kids yeah and it would put you in the position I presume of having kids who you know who've yeah, come to, try, you, like, to say no we're going like, to have, have to do charity pushes and all yeah. to try fund them because it's you can't really turn around to a child who's been there before the year before to turn around and say listen you're not welcome now because yeah. your parents don't work because like, it's not like this response we got for like the reason and it was a is if they're not working, they should be at home looking after their kids, which is, it's really unfair on the children more than anything else well, because it puts the them at a disadvantage straight away, like, and from a very young age. You don't know what these kids' home situations exactly, are yeah. and maybe their kids aren't, or the parents aren't working because they can't work because they're not well. Maybe they're, you know, experiencing mental health challenges or yeah. whatever and their children will be much better off in an after-school programme. Yeah, and it, it, is, it is really important. It is a, a big deal in the area. A lot yeah. of kids do use it and... They actually, they absolutely love the place because we do all different things. We let them see the bees. This year, I'm planning to get each child to learn about a single solitary bee, and then I have an area I'm at the creating. That I'm gonna get them to paint the picture of the bee and write what they learned about or under it yeah. in the area. So yeah. it's a it's a great thing. Like I'm, we're just hoping sense sense prevails and you'll see this is a terrible decision and you're yeah. putting a lot of kids at a disadvantage like. yeah well look uh, keep me posted if there's mm. fundraising projects or whatever like yeah, that'd I'd be great, yeah. love to share them because that mm. sounds like really important work okay so so we know about that aspect yeah. and then of course there's the bees yeah, the um, bees, which yeah. I'm fascinated by because I had never really considered that you could have bees in town yeah yeah people people think like bees are really angry and they're, they're not they're actually lovely the, the only time you'll, you'll get you really get stung by a bee is when they defend themselves like yeah. the rest of the time they're actually really 
I love them. They're, they're really lovely. Like that's what I keep telling my son. I'm like, leave them alone. They'll leave you yeah. alone. <laughs> they give you a warning. Like a bee will give you a warning if it's gonna sting you. It'll give you a quick headbutt. Oh really? Yeah, it'll give you three or four headbutts like that. Okay. And that just means move away. And if you don't, that's when you're getting stung. Okay, this is good intel. Yeah. Um. So, did you have any interest in bees at all before you came to be working with them? I, I've always been interested in nature, but I, I wouldn't say I had a passion. Right. For like, but when I was offered it, I did jump at the chance. Yeah. And so what was it like the first time you were kind of... I mean, how does it work? You're, you arrive at a hive. Are you wearing gear? Are yeah, you... well, in the height, uh, the, the bees are apis, merlifera, merlifera there, the Irish dark bee, the European dark bee, and they're endangered. Ireland is like the safe haven for them. Okay. They thought they were extinct all over Europe and we found out Ireland, they're still wild in Ireland. So Ireland is like the last stronghold for them so okay. there's a big push now to save them and they're the main so the, that's the main thing we have problems like people bringing other types of bee in through the north and stuff like that but the main thing is now the apis mellifera let's try to save them and then the solitary bees but the apis mellifera where I have they're just really dark and they're a little bit more aggressive sometimes than other bees but they're still lovely once you don't bother them they won't bother you and so what do you have I mean, describe the kind of physicality of it for me. Because obviously bees build their own hives, don't they? Yeah, but I'll, I'll build frames. Like I'll, build a hive, like, I'll make the hive box and, and build frames and put wax sheets in it. Okay. That's just to give them an early start. But I'll also put <clears throat> empty frames inside the box as well and they'll build their own actual comb. Like. Okay, so then they build the comb and then what does you caring for them entail? Basically, I, I, I make sure there's enough room in, in the space. Watch out for all these types of diseases and mites like there's a thing called varomite it's the, probably the biggest killer now it's a disease you have to really watch for them and if you get the varomite you have to just burn all your hives okay right to just destroy everything okay so so my main job is to just, just make sure they're safe yeah them. so they're kind of doing their own thing yeah. really and you're yeah. just making sure that nothing comes after yeah. them okay that makes sense yeah. and so then how big can a hive become 50,000 at a tight okay yeah. And and you're not no you're not scared no I love it okay I guess stung I guess stung a couple of times a week right yeah that doesn't really bother me anymore okay it's still sore people think oh you get used to it you don't get used to it it's still painful okay and then all that honeycomb that just stays with them does it yeah well well for me I'm not really interested in collecting the honey yeah um I just I just love the bees like the the job because you need we need to constantly fund everything so the the honey and all is going to be a part of the social enterprise the, the oh, honey great. we make off the honey goes back into the community centre right okay but you're just all about the bees what yeah. is it about them once you once you start working with them you, you just every day it's something new they're just more and more beautiful they're so um, complex and the society is an amazing. Like people, there's this impression that the queen is sort of the leader. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. The queen is sort of, she lays the eggs and does that, but the workers, the workers are the one, it's like a democracy. Yeah. They all make the decisions together and stuff and all. They're really complicated when you actually start to watch them and yeah. they're just beautiful. And it's just the, the, the worker, the, the worker bee isn't my favourite. She's just, she does everything. She's just amazing. And when you say make decisions together, what kind of decisions are they making? Um... All different. If there's if the comb it needs to be built out more. If if the queen is needs to lay more. If there's more brood, they clean out cells. They they have wow. a like a hierarchy of jobs and all as well. And that's a, a time released, like from the time they're born. They, yeah. they all have different jobs at different periods of their lives. Wow. How are they so smart and they're so tiny? I don't know. That's <laughs> the that's the fascinating part. They, they, they're just amazing and they, like. The the funny thing about them is I have a like my bag or I carry my stuff around in. Yeah. There was a little hole about 
a little tiny hole about two mil, mil wide that he could just fit through. But I had some of the food in my bag and I opened my bag one day and just thousands of them came flying <laughs> out. They right into my face. But you didn't attack me, but they were all over the field in the bag. So you were at the figuring now where the field was and you were going and telling the other bees to come. And what do people make of, of this work that you do? They all think it's gas. Like yeah. At the start, they were, people thought it was bizarre, but now everybody in the area is fascinated and they all want to get involved and all, so it's great. That's great. And what about kids? Oh, the kids love it. The kids absolutely adore it. Yeah. But, uh, at this, I bring my son down now and again and he's always gas. He's like Puff the Magic Dragon walking around with the smoke I just against <laughs> his chest puffing it. It's just a cloud of smoke walking and around. This, so, and that's to kind of keep them away, is it? Yeah, no, well, what the smoke does, people believe it makes them dozy and all like that. It doesn't do that to them. What it does is just makes them panic and they go and clean the kitchen cupboard. Like, they just eat everything and the, all the honey yeah. and, and gorge themselves to get ready for a, a new colony somewhere else. Okay. And they just get too fat to sting you then. Okay, Because okay. they're full of food. I love it. And so could anyone, could I start keeping bees like yeah, in my back garden? Yeah, once I go... I honestly believe once someone gets a slight interest in bees or they got a hive, once you get that interest you, it, and you're actually in the hive, it'll just, your mind will be blown and you'll just get more and more into it. Like. Yeah. It's just every day you learn something new and they're just new. They're studying. Like they're, people are keeping bees since before the Egyptian times, but they're still discovering stuff. Yeah. And I know that bees are important for the environment, but mm. why are they important for the environment? Because of pollination. They pollinate everything. Yeah. The honeybee is important, but the solitary bee is the most important. And, and the, the solitary... Tell me about the solitary bee. Does, does it, we have, a, I think, 91 different types of bee in Ireland. Yeah. Like, about 20 bumblebees, but the rest are solitary bees. And I couldn't name them all for you, but they're all, like, most of them nest in little gaps and walls and they'll have like just their own little family Yeah. and then bumblebees there'll be about 250 in the colony like the only real big social bee is the honeybee okay. the rest of them are mainly solitary and they, they nest underground and they nest things stuff like when people if you want to save the things like dandelions are massively important for bees like the, people see them as weeds and stuff like right. that but leaving them is massively important because okay. that's the very first field of bee that's great news for me to be honest um, if you saw the state of my front garden you would know why mm. um, so but it was the wildflowers and things like that yeah, I know yeah. there's been a huge effort and, and you can see it all around the city and right around the country yeah. uh, that there is an effort made to kind of grow wildflowers and rather than having trim grass you can see and yeah. even here in RTE there's a section over inside the entrance which the, is all the trim grass is wilded. important as well because, is it? yeah because not like you can easily kill a colony because they nest a lot of bumblebees nest on the ground and a lot of solitary bees that okay. nest in on the ground so you wouldn't even notice them. The area I walked on and I turned it into sort of a creative like green space. I done it all by hand and when I did I found a a, high, a colony of carter bees under the moss so if I'd have used any machinery on that, I'd have killed that without even noticing. And it would have been an accident. It's never really... And it's not like people are going out there yeah. trying to destroy these things. It's just usually just an accident. And So how well, can someone kind of keep an eye out for that then, if they're doing work in their garden or mm, whatever? Just mainly do it by hand or just have a search too before you use your machinery and, yeah. and look for these things. They're hard to spot as well because they do hide themselves well. But yeah. They usually, if it's overgrown, you might have a, a colony of some sort of insects. They're okay. really the, the solitary bees are really tiny as well, and they're really beautiful. So they're hard to spot. It's not always as simple as someone that's shrine in a, a, the the homes or anything. It's yeah. usually just an accident. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you obviously love them. Yeah. So what would you say? You've said already that a bee will give you a warning before it stings you, because I know there are lots of people who are yeah. just scared. Yeah. So what would you say to people who are scared? That they're not aggressive, like. As I said, I walked on an area and I have like seven hives in it 
and I was painting the area, doing everything, everything like all summer with me top off. And there was a couple of times I forgot the hives were there, and I sat on top of a hive. Okay. Yeah. So and I'm still around. So they're not as <laughs> if I was, do I have that bad, I wouldn't be here now. But they're not that bad. They, they don't really unless you're attacking the hive or doing something to them. They, they won't pay attention to you. Yeah. And would you encourage people to to get into it? Yeah, I think everybody should. I for me, it's a it's a. I think it has great possibilities for mental health yeah. because it's a, an amazing form of mindfulness because when you're in a hive, the rest of the city or the rest of the play, world is just gone and yeah. you're just focusing on that thing. You're just focusing on them and you're just, especially if you're searching for a queen because yeah. if you're searching for a queen, it's like going fishing or hunting. You're going to be there. You could be there an hour because you're looking for a needle in the pile of needles, really. And why would you be searching for the queen? Just to make sure she's safe and she's laying eggs because... The big danger when you're walking with a hive is you're removing the frames and stuff with all the comb on it. You could crush her or you could squash her. So sometimes I like just catching her and putting her in a cage while yeah. I'm walking just to keep her safe. And what would you be doing if you weren't doing the bees? I'd probably doing everything else. I do the community projects and yeah. everything else. So like I, I, um, the bee the beekeeping is probably my smallest job out of the, yeah. the centre. So it's one of my favourites because it's just, it is a really great form of mindfulness. And yeah. You've taught me an amazing amount of patience. Yeah, yeah, mm. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate mm. you coming in and talking to me about the bees and the project. And as I said, do keep us posted if you're fundraising. Yeah, no um, problem. I'd love to hear about it. Uh, that is Anthony Freeman, beekeeper with the Robert Emmett Community Development Project. Louise McSherry on 2FM.